when you can accept who you are and where you are in life, you're in abundance. Now, some people, when they hear that, they're like, wait a minute. But if I just accept myself, then then I'll settle. Then I won't have any more drive. See, that answer, if you're that person, that tells you already that your drive is fear. Hello, hello, and welcome to House of Low. I'm Low, and I am on a mission to create safe spaces to help every single woman on this earth feel her power, live from her truth, find her magic, and discover a love for herself so deeply that it opens her up to love others, step into her purpose, and live life abundantly. I'm so excited you have found your way here. Thank you for joining me. Here we go. Oh, this is a big day on the House of Low podcast because we have our very first man as a guest on the House of Low podcast. I am so honored to welcome Mario Lanzarotti. That's the Italian way to say it. American way would be like Lanzarotti, which I said originally. I am so honored to have you on, Mario. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Lauren, it is a plum pleasing pleasure, and I feel deeply honored that you decided to have me as the first man on this podcast. And I will do my best, the very best that I can, to honor this beautiful opportunity and to make sure that whoever decides to listen in today is going to walk away feeling inspired, energized, and equipped to level up in any area of life. Oh, thank you so much for that. I am so grateful and honored. And it's funny because my father's name is Mario, as I told you, and it does feel very divinely guided that the first guest I have is Mario. So there's that. There's magic in everything. And I just believe that in our lives. Mario is a conscious leader, a TEDx speaker, a mindset mastery coach, and also known as the freedom architect. He lives and breathes so much of what we talk about here, which is mastery of self and embodying who we really are. And we live in a world right now, planet earth is duality. There is, you know, light and dark here. There's masculine, there's feminine, there's polar opposites, but there's so much healing that I believe and Mario and I have talked about privately on the planet right now between the masculine and the feminine. This isn't just gender, this is energy, right? We all hold masculine and feminine within us. And I really believe the earth is coming into balance during this time where the feminine is awakening in everyone, man, woman, child, and everyone across the gender spectrum, because it's been asleep and not celebrated in our culture. And I know one of the things we've talked so deeply about is how men are feeling this, right? It's no different. And we have different lived experiences in the male experience and female experience, but really what I hope today's conversation does is opens up for a lot of the women that do listen to this, how we have a lot of the same challenges in life and struggles and we're all doing our best, you know? So before we get into that tea today, I would love for you to talk about who you are, what you do, where you come from and anything you're excited about right now. Mm, thank you, Lauren, for that beautiful intro. And I think the topic that you brought up is very, very important and very timely in looking at current world events. And I'm really excited to dive in. So as you have said, my title, my brand title is called The Freedom Architect. And it really tells you a lot about what I do. Primarily, I get to guide business leaders, entrepreneurs, business owners, people who have a strong dedication to using the natural gift that they have and share it with the world and do it in a way that produces income for them and impact and service and value for other people. And so what I find is that there is something that is holding back pretty much every human being that I've ever come into contact with. And it's the little voice in the back of their mind. Some people call it self-doubt. And for me, I really made it my mission to help and to guide entrepreneurs to free themselves from the controlling grip this voice has. Because mm -hmm. here's the thing, most people think self-doubt is the enemy. Mm -hmm. And you can read books on that, find documentaries, all about that. But does that really help you? Does that create lasting transformation? I will say no, it doesn't. It will give you a temporary relief, but not something that you can embrace that can help you become 
the very fuel for you to access abundance in every area of your life. So I teach people how they can use self-doubt and make it their friend so that they can use it as rocket fuel to achieve unknown heights and create generational wealth and generational impact. Oh, chills already. It's so powerful. <laughs> and, and what you do is so different and unique because I've been in the personal development space my whole life. I feel like I've been trying to get better at better. Sometimes I feel like I need to just settle into who I am, which is another trap sometimes this space has. But what you do is you get to the core of the issue. There's a lot of people that are coaching and business coaching and whatever you want to call it. And they're not really, they're kind of dancing around the issue, which is, I believe it gets summed up in the war with the self, our war yes. internally with ourselves. Talk to me about that. You got it. A lot of the stuff that we see in personal development is really a refinement of the ego. Yes. And it just helps you polish it. You know, that's why you see so many people that are in the personal development industry that are only operating on hustle, only operating on scarcity, and they're selling it to you as abundance. But it's not. It's the total opposite. And to me, it's a very simple thing. When you can accept who you are and where you are in life, you're in abundance. Now, some people, when they hear that, they're like, wait a minute. But if I just accept myself, then, then I'll settle. Then I won't have any more drive. See, that answer, if you're that person, that tells you already that your drive is fear. Fear and pain is what's driving you forward in life. And here's the thing. Here's the truth. Does it create results? Yes, it does. It makes you money. You know, you can grow a brand. You can give speeches and all that fun stuff. But it doesn't give you freedom. It never will. Because you will always be looking out for what's next. And you're not going to be looking out from a place purely enjoyment and choosing that. You're looking for it because you think if you don't find it, something in your life is missing. Something is in your life is lacking. And so that creates an internal battle within yourself. You're always fighting against yourself. You're always looking for what's missing. And you, you feed that machine through success, whatever you call success. For some, that's money. For other people, that's sleeping with another partner or multiple partners right. or looking really sexy in your body. It doesn't matter what it is. Right. It's just a never-ending thing. And in the time that we're living in, we're noticing how a lot of people are struggling mentally and emotionally, a lot of them. And I have spoken, Lauren, to so many successful people that if you look at their life from the outside, you think, wow. All good. You know, that's it, done. But if you dig deeper, they're miserable. Yes. They're suffering, you know? Porn addiction, medical prescription from A to Z, overconsumption of unhealthy foods, so many addictive behaviors. Why? I thought you have a perfect life. How come? So it's always that covering up for something that's missing. And people don't understand that what's missing is always available right here, right now, through acceptance, through, you know, people call it being in the present, right. accessing abundance. Really, what it comes down to is learning that there's only two relationships in the universe there's trust and there's distrust. <laughs> Whenever you distrust anything within yourself or outside of yourself, you're bringing up the guard, aka you're bringing back the ego. So you are operating in that world. When you're accepting, you're actually saying life is perfect. And whose perspective is that? That's God's perspective, the universe's perspective, right? I use this example. If you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh, I gained a few pounds, you know? I did that last week, you know? I, I came back from a feeding frenzy and I looked at myself <laughs> in the mirror and I was like, mm, and I caught myself and I said, okay, got it, you know? And come back to acceptance. Mm -hmm. But we then have a judgmental mind. Oh, that's wrong, shouldn't be. But if you look at nature, and if you look at the forest and you see a tree that's half broken off, yeah. no one would say, oh, that shouldn't be the case. Why is that happening? That's wrong. That's, that's somehow weird. That's not a thing. Because in nature, it's just all part of the whole process. It's all part of the whole construct of the, the ecosystem. Because a tree that's broken now nourishes the ground with, with new information, really, to bring up the next generation. But you see, this is the mindset of God, or the universe, spirit. So if you apply this mindset to yourself, you're in for miracles. Mic drop. So powerful. I really could feel, my body was like shaking as you were talking because it felt like the divine speaking through you. Like these are big 
mountains for every human to climb. You know, I believe that the inner war comes from the culture we live in and many centuries on planet Earth that have told humans they're not enough. And so humans have been trying to become enough for centuries. And the shadow of that is through violence and poverty and war and addiction. And like you said, and it, to me, it all starts from the war with the self. But I do believe, you know, you and I have been on this very intense spiritual path. Some call it awakening, ascension, whatever we want to call it. It is basically coming home to God, which is ourselves. Yes. I have always, from when I was a child, you know, I've really always known, I came into this life, I'm an old soul. I know you are too. And like, I came into this life with a knowing that I am a soul having a human experience, right? Mm. Then, of course, all the conditioning and the school and the church, I was like, wait, maybe I'm not. But then, of course, I've come full circle back to I am. We've had all these quotes about souls for centuries. Everyone's been talking about this, but very few actually believe that, right? What does it look like to actually believe you are a soul, a spiritual, eternal being, having a human experience that is temporary. This body is temporary and it is a vessel for God to work through us to make hopefully the planet better, to cut, yeah. to bring the earth back into harmony and balance. And you and I have chosen, like many of us, everyone alive right now has chosen to come to earth during this time, the great awakening. And yeah. I know it scares people, but it's really positive. Like it's not bad. It's just that when things have been out of balance for so long, it's like, the Tetris, it's moving and it's shaking things up, but we're in this transitional time right now. And I really want to hear your perspective on this because obviously there's still so much mystery to everything, but talk to me about what you think is happening on the earth right now. Mm, great question. So, you know, obviously we could spiral down the yeah. conspiracy road and whoever yeah. is involved and who's spinning what behind the scenes. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, a comment to also whoever's doing that if you're diving deep into, you know, the, the vaccines and the, the, the masks and all of that, whatever you believe, whatever side you're on there, be very aware of that. Because mm -hmm. I caught myself, mm -hmm. this is how I got to my mission of raising the consciousness of humanity. Yes. And, and, and I'll get to what I think about now. So I got down the path of all of the conspiracy, you know, the families who's behind it. And I got so mad. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, we need to kill these people. We need to bring them down. I was ready to go with my pitchfork, right. you know, right. and come yeah. with the torch. And yeah. I was like, wait a second. Now I'm just like that. I'm just becoming the same thing. Mm -hmm. And then I realized through this inner work that what you fight is what you become. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. See, I think I shared this with you the last time we spoke, but... I would never go to an anti-racism or anti-war rally. And when I say that, people get triggered. Right. They're like, what? what, what? And I said, why would you not want to go then? Because like, well, because I don't want racism or war to continue. I would like that to be a thing of the past. Yeah. And, and I think this is happening right now in the world where we're seeing so many polar opposites, so many extremes, right. far left. What has far right brought us? Far left. You know, now we're going into the whole gender conversation. And, and it's always these extremes where, to me, right now, the world is really shaking up and it's elevating in consciousness. And a lot of people are elevating with it. And yeah. that's not this journey that you might imagine. It's like, oh, wonderful. I'll just walk into a higher plane of existence. <laughs> <laughs> no, it might be your leg is going to be broken violently after yes. a car hits you and you're like, God. this was not supposed to happen why is it happening but then you're like wait a minute yes what is it that i ask god for oh i ask god to be an impactful female leader in the world who changes the lives by the thousands hmm. great that's what i want but what was i missing oh i was missing patience mm. i was missing humility mm. i was missing asking for help here i have a wonderful opportunity to do all those three things See, the kind of transformation that you're asking for is not going to look like the way you imagine it. And for a lot of people, that's happening at the, or has been happening. Look at what's happened in COVID with the families. Yes. How many families just separated. Yes. And that's the whole thing of speaking your truth. So I believe the whole world got a massive opportunity to speak your truth and to then embody it. And, you know, for me, I remember those past few years. I heard a lot of people say, oh my God, it was terrible. You know, we're suffering so much. And I have compassion for those people. Yet when I look at my life, 
I had a freaking amazing time. Mm-hmm. I went to wherever I wanted. I went to the places where restrictions weren't so hard. I did my thing. I worked with more people than ever before. I did a TEDx talk that went viral. I did all these things. How? How Why? How do you explain that? How do you explain that? And see, 2020 wasn't a wake-up call for everyone. It's the beginning. It was the shift. It was divinely destined. There were many <laughs> groups of humans that predicted 2020 centuries ago yeah. and happened. So there's a divine order to things. But my biggest piece was in 2020, I also did very well. And you have to ask yourself, right? Why? And the answer is mindset matters. The way we choose free will, God gave every human free will. That's just it, right? It's part of the contract here. And free will means you get to buy into fear and scarcity or you get to choose love and abundance. And when you live from a place of abundance, you can be in, I see the news right now, they're predicting a recession nine months in advance because they have no crisis headlines to talk about right now. So now they're gonna make everybody panic about a recession. And you and I both know we're gonna be fine during the recession because we are anchored into abundance consciousness, which is the truth of our world. God did not create a world that was meant to be fear-ridden and scarcity-driven. That is humans that have... (laughs) Systems are crashing and I can't wait for them to continue to crash. And I know there's a lot of messiness that comes with that, but like humans made these systems to keep other humans trapped in fear and scarcity because correct me if I'm wrong, but when you keep humans trapped in fear and scarcity, you can control them. Of course. Of course. Scarcity breeds dependency, breeds control. That's right. You know? So what happens when, sorry to interrupt you, but what happens Mm -hmm. when, Every human, Mario, through the work you're doing, through the work I'm doing, and many other light workers on the planet right now, what happens when every human wakes up to their own power inside of them, which is their soul that is a fragment of the divine, a spark of God within them, and then takes control of their life like never before and chooses to heal and believes they're enough and spreads love and kindness? Uh-oh. The people that are driven by fear and scarcity that are creating these systems and it's all trickling down into poverty and all these things, they will fall. The systems will fall and those people will fall and they'll have to deal with the karma. So, you know, yeah, I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Yeah. And, you know, the very, very true what you were saying. And, and, you know, you asked the question, how did I navigate this time? And I can tell you, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was in South Africa, I was in Cape Town and I had just negotiated a deal with a company that does travel experiences for remote entrepreneurs, yeah. uh, my perfect target niche. And they wanted me to design a personal development curriculum for their entire organization worldwide, mm-hmm. which for me would have been jackpot. You know, yeah. my client flow is just done. That's right. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, boom, COVID hits and the company goes belly up because they rely on travel. Yes. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Really? And so, you know, it took me, I don't know, a day or two to get through that. And I said, it's okay. This is supposed to happen and I'll go with it. So the the short answer is when I see a, a tsunami wave coming towards me, I don't think that I can control that. And I put my surfboard sideways. I don't do that. That's what most most of us are doing, right? right. We're seeing like a tsunami is coming. Oh, no, I better know better. This is not supposed to be happening. So instead, what I do is like, okay, it is happening. And I accept that it's happening. And I align the surfboard with the wave. Right. Now, does that mean that I'm going to ride the perfect wave and everyone's going to go, oh my God, Mario, you're crushing it? No, it's not going to mean that. I might be tumbling forward, but I will have a way better chance of going with the flow and of coming out of the other way relatively unbruised when I align my surfboard with the flow of, of the wave, as opposed to saying, nope, Nope, this is not supposed to be happening. Why is this happening? It shouldn't be happening. This is wrong. All of that mental dialogue is draining people's batteries. It is making them revert back to what has always been, to the past. So there's no innovation. There's no curiosity. There is no transformation. It's just a regurgitation of what's always been, you know? And that's not where freedom lives. That's not where abundance lives. So for me, I said, okay, I accept that. And you know what? Right now, for me, it's I feel an invitation to explore online because I didn't at that time. Right. I said, okay, right. let me let me double down on that, and it worked out really well. And then I said, okay, 
I've been in South Africa every single year for the past five years, for six months consecutively. I feel a call to be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I went to Tulum for seven months and it was amazing. So it's always aligning with what is. It's divorcing this idea that somehow what is is wrong, Mm -hmm. no matter what it is really. And this is for most people. They're like, yeah, I can get this, you know, when I, when something minor happens, but say someone dies, right? This is not supposed to happen. You don't know that. You have no freaking clue. If you believe in this sort of higher power, God, spirit, universe, whatever you call that, then there's no other way than saying, okay, this is supposed to happen. It might be really painful, but it's supposed to happen. And the more you do that, the more you get out of the way and the the less you're resisting, the more flow you have, the more energy you have, the more creativity you have, the more insight you have, the easier it will be become for you to actually apply what you're reading in all of your fancy right. books. Right. Right? Because we're all so great at reading 5,000 books. It? Are we living it? <laughs> That's the point. So powerful. Thank you. I want to get into your personal story and like your transformational journey, because I really feel like this is very powerful. This is going to be very powerful for a lot of people to hear on any side they're on, because in the personal development space, it has felt like, especially in the spiritual space, it has felt like women have been sort of in that the most and men are now Mm. awakening to that. And I know you were much more early than a lot of men I know in that, but I want to hear your perspective. But before I get into that, I want to get your, your take on this question. So one of the things through my spiritual journey that I've understood and learned is that this dimension, the three dimensional world that planet earth is, is one of the most unique experiences of it is when you're human you incarnate with these emotions. So like we, other dimensions don't have this. So you have like this spectrum of emotions. And I know we talked about this privately. And one of the things it feels like when it comes to self-mastery and embodiment of the self, which is what we're talking about here today is to, it's not like we can, I don't even love the term master our emotions because that means that we have to be very careful how we feel them. To me, it's just being in them. And to your point, accepting what is in the present. I would love for you to talk about like, because you you teach mindset mastery. How do you think about and teach people to navigate their emotions? What's your perspective mm. on that? So I think navigating is a really good word that you just used there. And mm. there's a fine line between suppressing and actually changing your emotional state. And I feel a lot of it that's done in the personal development industry is really suppressing. Yes. You know, it's this, it's this positive. Exactly. Right. Tony Robbins. Yeah. Right? Tony Robbins is yeah. like, you know, change your state. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and it works. It right. works. I've done that. I've been there at the seminars. I've studied his his teachings for for a very long time. That's how yeah. I started into this where I am today. And yet I find that. For me personally, I have suppressed a lot over the years. And my way of unearthing that came through psychedelic experiences. Ayahuasca, San Pedro, mushrooms, you know, those three plant elements really helped me to bring that up. And then other types of seminars. And I think for me, navigating emotions really means, and I come back to that, acceptance. Because here's the thing. Say you're feeling stressed where you're feeling anxious, right? You know, you've got something coming up. You're yeah. thinking about, you know, okay, my goal for the month was 10K and I'm at 3K and you're like, ah, oh, I got two weeks left. Ah, oh, damn, you know? And then the emotion starts to bubble up and it's going into your chest. And then you're like, fuck, okay, I don't have time for this. I got a to-do list. I got so much to do, right? The reason you're doing this, I don't have it, is because you think if you allowed it to come up, it would actually take away your productivity and time. However, the opposite is true. If you allow this to come up, and the more, and in the beginning, let me say this, in the beginning, if you're very early on in your healing journey, it might take longer. Yes. It might take longer. So before you dive into dedicating yourself fully to a business or to some sort of a mission, take a look at your cup. Is your cup half empty? Is it like running very low? Make sure you fill that up before you dive into something or a relationship, same thing. And so for me, what I do is when I feel something that is in the realm of discomfort, 
I check in and I say, what am I feeling right now? And then I just allow it to come up whatever it needs to come up. And because I've done it a lot of times. Practice. Now it's not this, whoa, oh right. my God. It's like, it's like, it's a little bit. And I'm like, hmm, okay. There's a feeling of anxiousness in me. Mm, mm. Okay, interesting. There's some, there's some resentment in me. Mm, interesting. Okay. So I explore that with curiosity, not right. judgment. I say, okay, that's interesting. Huh. I wonder what else is there. And then I, as I do that internally and I breathe throughout the whole thing, I don't go, right. Oh, right. I just breathe deeply yes. and observe, observe, breathe, accept, observe, breathe, accept, observe, breathe, accept. And all of a sudden that emotion yeah. just goes oh. back into balance mm-hmm. and I go forward. And I, I used to do, so I'll share, you know, we were, just went on a trip into the woods, you know, a vacation and we did a little mushroom ceremony. Yeah. And I had sadness come up in the journey. And I don't enjoy that. You know, I'm I, like, oh, it's this space. I get so messy. And it's like, I don't know what's going to happen because we're under the influence of psychedelics. So I said, no, it's okay. So I allowed myself to just feel that. I cried. I expressed whatever I needed to be expressed. And I did it. And it lasted maybe 10 minutes. And that was it. And then I said, up. And up I was again. And so it's this... You're essentially what you're doing when it comes to emotions, you're developing a, a different relationship with yourself. See, I have this picture here of myself. Oh, I love it. This is, this is me at five, six years old. And the reason I have this guy here is because I know that if there's a sense of discomfort inside of me, some sense of scarcity, fear, I know it's him. That's right. Calling on me. That's and right. I say, hey, what do you need? And it's like, sometimes you just need a hug. Yep. Sometimes you just need to hear that I love you, that I got you, that you're safe, and that's it. And sometimes it may, might mean there's more and deeper, and then you know, take time to explore that with a professional. Or right. if you don't need that because you have the, the tools available, then maybe you know, schedule a day for yourself. Mm-hmm. Cry, put on some sad music, watch a sad movie to get it out, get it out unfiltered. And the more you do that, at some point, these things. Go quick, quick, quick. And you don't need to spend months with another person to unearth what you're what you've been suppressing. That was so phenomenally articulated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We have not we've talked about emotions a lot with different guests, and I have not heard that perspective yet. And you're right, the inner child does not die just because we get older. The inner child is running the show. Because the inner child, even from a psychological perspective, is the subconscious mind that says, Mm -hmm. I'm not enough and I'm ugly and I don't deserve love. And that is the backseat driver that's running our lives unless we address it, to your point. And also sometimes an emotion comes up like resentment because you're just tired. You didn't sleep last night very well. So we judge ourselves for these emotions where the reason for them could be something as simple as like we're dehydrated, you know? It's like we can't judge every emotion we have when it's not positive right? Because blissful emotions, we have no judgment on. But then when we feel like shit, because that's the culture, the culture Mm -hmm. says, bury that shit. And you and I know when you're on this path, the divine asks you to feel all of it. The goal is a quote I saw recently, and I loved it. The goal is not to just feel good. It's to feel all of it. That's when you become fully human and you experience the beautiful human experience, really. And that's what leads me into like this next part, because, you know, There is a lot of mystery between men and women. Let's just talk through the lens of binary gender for a second. And obviously, a lot of (laughs) the conflict throughout history on the earth is between men and women and the struggle with how I, this is what I believe. We do not celebrate each other enough for the uniqueness of the lived experience. We do not celebrate the differences enough. And this goes for other cultures. This goes for, we can't celebrate people that are different from us. There's like this, the ego doesn't like different. The ego is like, I need to be fully comfortable and I can't be met with any opposition or someone who looks different because then they trigger me because, you know, so it's complicated stuff. But the point is like, I really want, and I feel you're one of these people too. I am here on the planet at this particular time to bring men and women together to help Mm. assist as one of the many vessels and light workers here in the healing of the masculine and the feminine within the individual and then in relationship to another, whether it's business, family, love, children, right? Um, friendships, 
social projects, creative collaborations. I want to be the a person that pushes this, right? And the only way to do that is to create coalitions and to create spaces where you and I are talking and men are talking to women and vice versa. And we're hearing the unique lived experience of the individual, but you are a man in our culture, right? And you grew up in Europe, I believe. And so like you have a unique experience because of even just those unique aspects of your journey. But as a man, you know, being on the spiritual path, the personal development path, I know you have a really powerful story and tell however much you want, but what brought you, what was the trigger or what was the thing that brought you into all of this work personally in your life? Yeah. That's a great question. And, and, and as I said in the beginning, a beautiful conversation, very, very relevant. So, you know, for me, I was born into a family that was very strongly rooted in feminine leadership. Uh-huh. My mom has been and is still to, is to this day a very powerful driver for me in life and has really taught me and given me so much. Right. And at the same time that I was really showered with love by all of these women in my family, I got to see the other side. Mm. I got to see the triggered feminine. I got to see the toxic behavior that resulted from the lack of alignment. Yeah. Because these women, and I'll talk about men in a moment, have been are living in a society that is based on performance, on doing. And the right. feminine is the opposite. The feminine is being. Yes. It's nurturing. It's life creating. It requires a lot more rest. It requires a lot more focus on well-being for it to be in its true power. Yes. And in the way that society is operating, that's very, very challenging. And it's becoming extremely challenging with the with the gender identities and roles that we're having today. Yes. And to me, I'm very much for you do you. Whatever you think is the best optimal way for your life, great, you do it. That doesn't mean that I'm going to agree with it, right? For me, I quite like the more traditional roles where the women can have the time, the space, and the means and resources to unfold her divine feminine, whatever that means to her. If that means running a business, right. great. You know, If right. that means raising children and doing the same at the same time and the business or just children, whatever, that perfect. Yeah. In my role, I feel very good as the provider. Mm-hmm. I feel strong in that. And at the same time, I encourage and, and support my partner to be her own person. Yes. Not to be super dependent on me. Not because I don't want to give to her, but I want her to f- stand in her power. Yes. To say, you know what? I don't need you, husband. I don't need you. I love being with you. And it's amazing. But I don't need you because I see that neediness creates a lot of friction in relationships. And attachment, you know. which Exactly. Is- exactly. And I want to, I've learned from experience and from seeing that, that that's not what I want. Yeah. And so for me, having grown up in that environment, also in Germany as a man, very much like the US, it's hyper-performance culture. The path to the life that you're supposed to live is laid out for you. And Germany is very much corporate authority driven. So there's not that entrepreneurial spirit you find in the US. Right. And so I went down that path and I, I was on my way to becoming a pilot in Germany for Lufthansa, which at the time was like, I was looking for how can I find the thing that in the eyes of society would make me a demigod so that everyone would worship me and tell me, wow, Mario, you're you're just the best of the world and everything. Because on the inside, I felt terrible. I felt like nothing. But I would never talk about that. Why? Because as a man, especially in Germany, I have been conditioned to not talk about my emotions because that's what women do, right? That's like the women are emotional. They're like more on the softer side, but men, men, exactly. Mm -hmm. Men are supposed to know, know the way forward, controlled, structured. And here's the thing, in the divine masculine, those are amazing traits, vision, drive forward, execution, because you need both. You need the feminine and the masculine to create this life that you want to live. Otherwise, it's out of balance. And so I fell into a deep depression, chronic back pain for one and a half years and got almost close to suicide while I was doing the training for Lufthansa. And that was because I realized that this is not what I want to do with my life. I absolutely hated being there, not because of the people, but just because I didn't fit in. 
And I did not have the awareness or the tools to communicate how I was feeling because I thought if I did that, I would be stamped and labeled as ultimate failure. And so I would rather face the possibility of death than actually communicating how I feel. And this, for all you wonderful ladies listening in today, is the daily bread of so many men. You have no idea how many men right now in your life are struggling so much from loneliness and depression. They would rather jump off a cliff than look at you in the eyes and say, yep, that's what I'm going through. Let's just process that for a second. Yeah. This is why, you know, in order to move forward in our world, in order to create real harmony and balance, to your point, we cannot continue the narrative of men are the enemy. We cannot. Because while women grow up with all kinds of conditioning, and I know it's different in different cultures around the world, but let's just say women are taught that they're not enough and that they are to be chosen. That to be chosen is the mm. Men are taught to choose. But what they're also taught is to not cry. I had the most profound experience recently. I was walking, I'm in my hometown. I was walking by the stadium, the the football stadium, and I overheard the football practice for the high schoolers, probably ninth grade, eighth grade. The coaches were screaming at them, Mario, in a way that I've never heard before. I mean, it was violent, okay? Screaming at them, denigrating them, belittling them, calling them. We, I mean, I have, I mean, even right now I could cry thinking about it. And I watched those young boys witness that. And like women, we have other challenges, but we don't have that. And we have friends that we can go deep with. I was with a guy once and he told me, he goes, you know, men don't have friendships like women do. Right. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? He's like, I maybe have one friend that I could maybe talk about some depth with, but I wouldn't tell him everything. And I have literally... 50 friends that I could go to the depths with and they know everything, right? So I have tremendous empathy for the experience that men go through and the cultures that have been put together and the pressures that men face in our culture. And I would just love for you to comment on that. Anything you feel called to share. This is the real healing. Like even my body's shaking right now as we talk because when women hear this stuff, light bulbs go off and we can start to come together, you know? Yeah, I love this. And here's a vulnerable share that I'll lead with because I find it will set the stage. See, at the beginning of this year, I finally took the courage to open up to my partner Mm -hmm. that I occasionally was still watching porn. Mm -hmm. And I felt absolutely terrible about it. And I couldn't get myself to stop. Yeah, It was an addiction. I couldn't get myself to stop. And I said to myself, why is it that I'm controlled by this? Yeah. Even though I have the tools, even though, you know, I can navigate the emotions and I can breathe through it and I wouldn't do it. Why is it that I still sometimes do it and I beat myself up and then I feel like a, like I'm cheating on my girlfriend, which essentially it is in my mind. Sure. And the reason is, was because I never talked about it with her. I was mortified of just thinking about sharing this with her because I thought if she finds out, she'll dump me. That's right. Shame. Shame is the most powerful emotion. I mean, Brene Brown's research on it. And a lot of times the masculine has the guilt wound and women have more the shame, but really we both have both. And shame is a powerful force if we let, you know. Huge, huge. And so here's the thing. I opened up to her and I was, as I was speaking to her, I was shaking. Yes. I was shaking my whole, and I was like, oh, this is, this is very not me. Yes. And I was shaking and I started crying. And she's like, oh, what are you telling me? She thought that I cheated on her because yeah. of what I was. I said, no, 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 no. And I <laughs> shared it with her. And obviously she wasn't happy hearing in the beginning, but she handled it like an absolute rock star. Yeah. And she's like, I, I forgive you. Yeah. And I accept that. And after that, the desire to watch porn, gone. Yep. That's it. It's no longer a part of my life. And I now speak about it openly because so many men are doing it. So many men. I don't I haven't, I'm still to meet one man in my life right now that isn't watching porn or hasn't watched porn excessively. And here's the thing about that. I've done men's work. Men have coached me in men's work. I have facilitated men's work. And I was shocked by the amount of men that have experienced sexual abuse when they were younger. Yes. Or 
by the amount of men that have had sexual experiences with other men when they were boys. Yes. As one of their first sexual experiences ever before even touching a woman. Yes. And if they're straight. And I've seen so many men share that, cry, break down, and break free. You see, but a man with a woman is very unlikely to share that because now you're revealing your innermost vulnerability. And it's so easy for someone to just take that and say, oh, yeah, you're gay, huh? Come on, are you really gay? And that might be that the person's not gay. And that feels really deeply hurt by that. So there's a lot happening that women cannot find out and cannot even, I think, also not even understand. Because for us men, our power, our sense of who we are is based in what we do. The masculine is doing. The feminine brings in the being. That's why what we're seeing right now is so beautiful. And this is also my journey where the being came into my life, where all of a sudden, you know, the first time I had a vulnerable share in front of strangers, but the the proper vulnerable breakdown share was at Landmark, you know, in in New York. I was doing the seminar and I went up there and the coach was like, who wants to share? And there were 160 people in the room. And I'm like, this is my opportunity to shine, to show everyone how cool of a guy I am, right? (laughs) And I woke up to the microphone. Here I come, Mr. Mario. Right. And then the coach asks me the questions and then digs deeper and I can feel my throat swelling. Mm-hmm. I thought I'm just going to talk about my vision. And he's like, so tell me about your sister. And I'm like, and then <laughs> just crying, yeah. sobbing. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Oh, yeah. oh I just want to leave. And I look up. And the whole room stands up and starts clapping. <gasps> will come forward no. and hug me and embrace me. And I'm like, new program, new program. Being authentic and vulnerable, really, 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 really good. That's right. Wow. And that was the first time. And it, it completely changed my trajectory in life. And that's why I feel now I haven't had any really profound dibs in, I can't even remember. Right. In a long time. Right. Because now when something comes up, I will share it. It's, I'll say this. I'll, it's still challenging for me at times. Yes. You know? And now I still find the, the release because I talk about it. And I open myself up and I say, you know, and I've said this to, to friends the, the, like a couple months ago. It's like I broke down and I cried. And I said, you know, what's coming up for me? My The sense of abandonment. Okay. I feel like if I give myself to you more and more and more, you're not going to take it in and you're just going to leave. Yeah. And I shared that openly. Yes. And I felt really good. And you know what happened? I was right. <laughs> it happened. And it was okay. It was yeah. okay. And it comes back to that acceptance. I think one of the things you've mastered, and I know you teach this, is acceptance of what is in the present moment as best we can, right? Knowing there's emotions and we deal with all kinds of conditioning. And we're transcending a lot, humanity. <laughs> like, I, I want to give us all compassion. But the truth is, you know, you and I have both talked about how we're here to embody Christ consciousness and bring down yes. what Yeshua stood for, which is massively misunderstood. And I'm going to be speaking openly about this. And I invite the criticism because religious indoctrination has created all the shame that we have around sex, this divine sacred act that only the creator could invent for us to experience in these crazy bodies, Right. somehow wrong, right? But for me, I want to be I want to lead by example in what it means to be in sacred union with my counterpart, with my partner. And what that means is, and this is just because I'm, you know, he's a man. It's like, I love all of him. I forgive him. I accept him. I have compassion for him. I don't just want him when he's in his good state. I want all of him. And this is what humans have been very afraid of for centuries, which has created even like marriage being a business contract for tax purposes or whatever. It's because we're afraid of love. We're afraid of true, unconditional love where you can go to someone and tell them what you just, that example. I can't tell you the divine is celebrating you right now for speaking openly about that because you are going to open hearts and minds with that. You There's going to be massive shifts when people hear that story because put that in any context, right? You know, one of the things I struggle with in my life is the body image stuff. It's an ongoing mountain I have to climb and we know why. 
you know, and men deal with body image stuff too. It's all the same. We're taught that there's one paradigm and one standard sure. of beauty, yet beauty is subjective. What you think is beautiful, what I think, it's all different, right? And there's beauty in everything. And that's another principle that Yeshua was trying to teach us that like there's beauty in nature, there's beauty in the shadow and in the darker sides of our nature, there's beauty and bliss and ecstasy and all of that. And so I just feel like to love another is synonymous with forgiveness. It just is. And also not having the audacity to judge you for watching porn, like everyone doesn't watch porn or hasn't in their life. Like humans love to be like, you know, it's like when someone tells you, this is the thing about holding space. People are always like, what does it mean to hold space? It's like what holding space means is you take your ego, you put it to the side as best you can, and you let the person have the floor. Okay. And you try as best you can with the egoic operating system we have to just listen and hear them, to really listen and to not let your inner dialogue be like, oh, he does that. Well, I thought, you know, me overeating was bad, but like, that's even worse. It's like, that's what yeah. we do in relationships with the people we love the most we do this with, yeah. right? So I feel like I just applaud you for that. And I want to celebrate your partner too, because that shows the beauty of her and the vastness of her and the love she has for you and the love you've both created together. And just because we're with someone, doesn't matter how many years, there's next levels of intimacy. There's next levels of feeling safe enough with our partner. That's why I've always felt like I don't need marriage. I don't need some contract. What I want to do is wake up every day and choose my partner and have them choose me again through the evolution and seasons of our life. This is sacred mm. union. So I just got to applaud you for that. Because like, <laughs> this is the stuff, right? Like you've talked about your personal transformation journey. Everyone's talking about getting to the light. But you know how we get to the light through the deepest, darkest shadows we all hold, right? And yeah. I would just love for you to talk about like, if you could offer people a starting point, say someone's listening right now that hasn't even, that's been listening to content, reading different books, different things are coming to them, but they don't even know where to start in their own journey, but they're struggling. Because Mario, I'm sure you're hearing in your community, like people are experiencing tower moments this year. The rug is oh, yeah. pulled out. Relationships are falling apart. Businesses that aren't in alignment. The divine is breaking through people's lives like never before. And I do feel everyone's look like doesn't know what to do anymore. And they're like, show yeah. me the way. So what's yeah. your, what would you say to those people right now? That's a very good question. And, you know, what's coming to me right now is everything in life is a relationship. Because we live in a world of duality, everything is a relationship. Right. And if you're struggling right now, the only reason you're struggling is because the relationship that you have with yourself is based in scarcity. And in order to even get there, we need to look at and talk about the most important element of all, which is awareness. See, Jesus, when he was on the cross, that's what he was quoted to saying to God, saying, forgive them, Father, for they do not know what they are doing. Mm -hmm. And the first few times when I was younger and I heard that stuff, I was like, this is stupid. Aren't they just spearing him to death when he's on the cross and he was just preaching love and all that stuff? Is like, what? How can he say that? Yeah. That's like, and I, now today I get this because we cannot judge people for what they do for the in quote unquote wrongs they're doing because they don't know that they're doing that. They're completely unconscious. If you truly, truly were conscious of the actions that you're taking and how they're impacting others and yourself, those harmful actions, you wouldn't be doing them. You wouldn't because you know from the first starting point, you know, every negative action towards another is a negative action towards yourself. That's right. And why would anyone in their sane mind want to hurt themselves? So I think the first place to start for everyone is to cultivate awareness. And what I mean by that is to become an observer. Yeah. What's happening inside of you? See, when you're feeling a certain way, when you're feeling low, when you're feeling down, what does that look like in your body? Does it feel heavy? Where in your body is it? Is it in your stomach? Is it here in your chest? When you're doing that, how are you breathing? Are you breathing shallow, which oftentimes you are, yeah. or are you taking deep breaths? Right? So get to know yourself a little bit. And in order to do that, you need to slow down. Slow down, get to know yourself. Take a look at your body. Take a look at your thoughts. When your body is feeling a certain way, what's going on in your mind? 
what's the conversation there? Oh, da, 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 I was over here. No, but why did you do that? You shouldn't have done that. Oh, it's all that. Right. So the more you develop an, an awareness and understanding of what's happening inside of you, the easier it will be for you to navigate through that. Yeah. Most of the challenges for people that they're experiencing are a result of them trying to plow through that. That's right. All right. Just, okay, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. And then they're like, how do you get over procrastination, Google? <laughs> how do you stop the imposter syndrome, Google? All right. And Siri, how do I fight self-doubt? Here's a list of 10 books and authors on how to fight self-doubt. Great. I could be right about that. And then you keep reading there. Oh, that's so interesting. Oh, yeah, they're so right. I agree. I agree. Great. And you're just entertaining more of the thing that's yeah. actually driving you to be looking at that. Yeah. So relationship, relationship, relationship. How do you respond internally and externally? When you're feeling uncomfortable, internally, emotions, thoughts, right? And then externally, what do you do? Oh, what I do is I reach to check my Instagram. What I do is I coffee. What I do, porn. What I, you know, the more you understand that and you can see yourself, the easier it will be for you to navigate through that in a way that's more effortless, in a way that's more natural. Because nature, in nature, everything is perfect. It's all in line. One, as I said, one tree breaks, this tree will be used to nourish the ground. That's right. Because nature knows itself. Nature has no conception of, oh, I should be growing to the left or the right. No, nature just is. So nature has no friction, no, no resistance, no fight. And the more you do that in yourself, the more naturally the solutions will come. And you're like, oh, I didn't even see that coming. Yeah, of course not, because you stopped fighting. And so it, it was possible to come into your sense of being. And now you're seeing it. Now you can act upon that. I'm so moved. I have to say, you know, you're right. It, it really sums it up when it comes to like, are you taking the time to know yourself? Are you taking the time to get to know how you operate and how you move through the world? And when things trigger you, what you do and what you reach for to numb out, everyone's just numbing out in this life. Yeah, and God is asking totally. us to stop, mm -hmm. like for real, because it's mm -hmm. hurting other people and it's mm -hmm. killing us individually. Yeah. So, yeah. Where does it end and where does it begin? And I know you and I take full responsibility for how we move through the world. And that's what the divine is asking everyone to do. Knowing that there are people that are underprivileged and marginalized, there is a lot of historic trauma that we're all being asked to transcend and heal. That's what our generation's here to do and the generation's coming in. But if we don't start with ourselves versus blaming the external constantly, we will never go anywhere. We will hit a wall because the ego wants to be a victim. The ego loves victim consciousness. And I've been in this in my own life, right? You know, looking up to the sky saying, it's not fair. Like, why is this hard for me? And why do other people seem to have it easier? Everyone is struggling. Like you said, everyone is having an internal battle the most painful battle that we cannot see. And I just, I see how people are putting on a show and it breaks my heart, you know, and I did that for years. So I know, but God is asking us to lift the curtain with ourselves first. And then mm -hmm. we can start to let other people in. And only then can you live an abundant life. This is the path to abundance. You know, it's looking at your shadow and it's having vulnerable conversations and it's accepting what is, and it's starting with curiosity. And I just feel like, you know, you're doing God's work. So thank you. Thank you for what you are doing in this world, Mario, and how you choose to live your life and lead by example, because it's going to continue to impact so many. And I just pray that love and abundance and success continue to pour into your life. So thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And, you know, as we speak about the divine, I find that the more I get out of the way, the more abundance comes into, into my life. And, right. you know, ultimately, I don't really know anything. Right. There's so yeah. much of what we've been talking about today is made up in concepts and language. Right. And we're just exchanging words and we're exchanging energies. And, and I find that the more I humble myself, and as the more I say, oh, yeah, that's because I'm so great, you know, the more I remove that, the easier things happen. That's right. And I just ask ask for them and I focus on removing the idea of trying to control anything. Yes. I can't. I never was able to control anything, you know. Right. I have influence, but control, 
You know, I can walk out of the door and a tree can fall on my head and it's done. It's over. And if that was to happen, I want to be able to say, oh, what an amazing life that has been. Wow. Love it. Instead of saying, no, I right. didn't reach out to these five influencers for podcast collaboration. <laughs> Fuck. You know, so it's like, no, if I die today or tomorrow, that's okay. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm full. And I have really lived my life fully to this point. And I know there's, I feel there's so much more to come. And if there it is. doesn't, that, that's all right too. That's right. Talk about radical acceptance, you know? And I think too, one of the things that, you know, we're all really seeking is peace and freedom, inner peace and freedom. And inner peace creates outer peace in our world. But real freedom, like people, because you and I talk about abundance and we talk about money and we talk about creating a life that's expansive and happy and that's unique to everyone. But what most people want when they want, when they're asking for more money is freedom because everybody feels trapped back to the fear and scarcity systems we live in and the conditioning and the programming, people feel trapped. So they're seeking freedom, right? But they're not realizing that they're trying to achieve freedom through scarcity and it doesn't work. Yeah. Like they're like polar opposites. So I just love that you really come back to the concept of freedom. Because if we don't feel, yeah. if we're just alone in our house, broken inside with millions of dollars, it ain't going to make a difference, right? Yeah. So I think yeah. that's what everyone's waking up to is, and for me, as you know, I recently made a choice with abundance. I put my stuff in storage and I'm traveling for the next year and I don't know where it's going to go. I don't have much of a plan. I'm just letting the divine guide me as you spoke about. And I'm having more success in my business than ever. My relationships are thriving. My health is in a great place. How do you explain that? You don't, you live it. And that's, you and I are living right. it now exactly to share our story yeah and and here's the thing you don't even need to explain it exactly the the mind has a sensation of trying to make sense of everything yes (laughs) and and when the mind does make sense of something five minutes later will come up well maybe but you know mm, what about this so it's just never stopped that's that's just the nature of the mind the nature of the egos it always wants to find another problem, another yeah. thing to solve so it can feel safe in that problem-solving mechanism. But here's a question for all of us and for whoever you are listening in. If you couldn't explain to me what freedom is with your words and you just you were only allowed to express it with your body, mm-hmm. what would you do? Oof. See? Most people, when I ask this question, they're totally startled. They're like, uh-huh. No work. What? What? So, no. So use your body. Powerful. Smile. Move. You know what? What does freedom look like? Does it look like this? Oh, yes. Right. Right. Does it look like this? Mm-hmm. Does it look like laughter? Like excessive laughter? What is it? Mm-hmm. You see, that's what you're looking for. By the way, you're not looking for that Ferrari or Porsche or house or partner. You're looking for that physical expression. That's right. Looking for that feeling. And the hack to more abundance is, first of all, become aware, what does it look like in your body? And then practice it as much as you can every day, because then your reality becomes one of freedom is happening right here, right now. And my body as the frequency emitting device that it is, will bring in the reality to mirror that back to you. And then you're like, oh, this is working. And all I'm doing is dancing every day and singing out loud and and being so appreciative of everything that I have. It just keeps getting more and more and more. This is amazing. And then I'm not even working hard for it. Ha! Mic drop. Perfect place to end. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the magic that you are, for the leader that you are, and everything you shared today and all of your vulnerability and your power. I am so honored and grateful the divine brought us together. I would love for you to let everyone know where they can connect with you and how they can work with you. Because I know there's a lot of people listening that are going to be like, give me more of this guy. I'm I'm saying, yeah, I know. So please let everyone know where they can connect with you and how they can work with you, what you're offering right now. Yeah. Thank you, Lauren. So I'll say this. I know that your listeners are all beautiful, wonderful ladies who are out here with a mission to change something, to improve the quality of life for people. And I applaud you, whoever you are, for tuning in, for listening to this point. And my invitation for you is to, first and foremost, just connect with me. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to work with me or not, that's that's not important. Is to connect with me and to, I would love for you to share with me what resonated from today. What made you stop and think, hmm, that's a great point. And then tell me that, you know, connect with me on Instagram, 
Mario Lanzarotti, very simple to find. Uh, same on LinkedIn. I'm sure they're going to be, in, my name is going to be in your show notes. So if yep. you just type that into that, you'll find me there. And I have in October, a very, very exciting new group coaching program coming up, which I call Mindset Mastery, which really helps you understand how can you create freedom in your mind and in your body so that you are then actually free yes. in the way that you take action. If you want to double your business, you want to open a new business, you want to have a beautiful, fulfilled relationship, you want to gain weight, lose weight, whatever your thing is, I don't I don't know, and doesn't really matter. I will teach you how to develop the mindset for you to become unstoppable in life. Mm -hmm. And I do that in the now, not in the tomorrow when you make the money or have the partner. And so my invitation for all of the listeners, and I'm going to throw this out there, this just came through, and I really like that. So if you are a listener of Lauren, and you are interested in joining this program that I have and learning more about it, you will get a $500 discount. Wow. But you got to be a, a loyal listener <laughs> of this beautiful podcast. Aww. And then I will give to you $500 off this group coaching program. Wow. Thank you so much. That is so generous. And we know generosity is a wealth code and an abundance code. So thank you for that generosity. And thank you for the invitation to just simply connect. I think we forget about that. It's like, just connect. Maybe we'll hop on a Zoom and chat. Who knows, right? Like get to know me if you want to work with me or who knows who I could connect you with or who they could connect. It's yeah. just... I feel like connection is so lost in the age of yeah. us more connected than ever. So thank you for that yeah. invitation. And yeah, thank you endlessly for today. I'm so, so grateful for this conversation. I have no words. I've said all the words. <laughs> I appreciate you, Lauren. I think what you're doing is very, very important. You have a wonderful gift of really articulating what needs to get out there, what helps women create that inner freedom and that outer power to bring many, many more conscious female leaders into this world because you, my dear ladies, you are needed. We need you. We men, we need you to hold the space, to bring forward the divine feminine and to show us men that it can be done in a different way. We need to see the evidence and you have this beautiful opportunity to lead the way. So Lauren, thank you for having me. I feel deeply honored and I'm sure this wasn't our last conversation. That's right. It wasn't. Thank you so much, Mario. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for listening to House of Low today. I encourage you to keep going. Who you're becoming is on the horizon and who you are today is a gift. Never lose sight that you are worthy of all that you deeply desire. Love, Low. Love.